that's how you get. Oh wait, well, well, hi everyone. Uh, hi. Oh damn. Uh, welcome everybody to Front Row Perspectives. Uh, I it's David slash Asher. Join me is Michael. Hi. And Will slash Kage. Hello. He's sounding a lot better now, doesn't he? Oh, oh God, yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you're, so. you're, 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 you have such rich tones to your voice today. Thank <laughs> you. I don't, I don't sound so deep, do I? It's, oh. it's much varied. It's much varied because that's how I normally talk. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the volume much varied. Wow. Much varied. Mm. Yes, Will has gotten a significant upgrade. <laughs> but that's saying something. Yeah, and uh, tonight it, uh, we're going to be talking about tabletop gaming. Huzzah! And those of you who are probably going to like tabletop are all going to go think maybe different things like, oh, are you talking about Warhammer? No. Are you talking about Monopoly? No. Are you talking about D&D? No. We're technically talking about all of it. We're talking about everything. Yes. <laughs> Which let's just for a second, I just just as is something that I just came to my brain, and we're gonna throw this out there right now, and <laughs> then we can walk away from it. Okay. Since you mentioned Monopoly, we also need to talk about the fact that there are like five hundred and eighty-three trillion different varieties of Monopoly. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh... You want Game of Thrones Monopoly? It exists. You want Simpsons Monopoly? It exists. Do you want Cheaters what? Monopoly? Probably. No, I, it's an actual one. I've seen it. It's called Cheaters Monopoly? Yeah. Wow. Hmm. You want an Elvis one? You got it. Oh, I'm sure. You want a... Uh, one? I'm sure. Uh, you want a Monopoly that rewards uh, certain gender types? It exists. Genderopoly? <laughs> no. Weird, but okay, sure. I mean, yeah. Maybe, I don't know. But, no. Uh... Since we've all kind of played various forms of tabletop gaming, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. we're we're gonna go into tabletop because it it's still part of gaming. There's people oh, out there that time. are literally, uh, uh some uh, we've done D and D, or are still doing D and D. Hi. <laughs> Nothing wrong Every with that. Every Sunday night. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with that. Um. Thankfully, none of us are playing 40k. God, th- that's a money sink. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that 40k is your favorite game, Asher. Uh, no, it's just the fact that my workplace, everybody, is so enamored with 40k that it's annoying. I tried. I tried real hard to get into 40k. I played like three or four battles with someone else's armies, and I was like, "This is just too much. It's too much." And yeah, I just can't get into 40K. I never got into 40K. I never even tried because I'm not independently wealthy. <laughs> yeah, that's the other reason is that I'm not oh, independently yeah, I wealthy. I borrowed someone's stuff for that one. I didn't buy my own. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, of course, we've done board games ranging from the, I'm not going to say standards, but I'm going to like the commons. Yeah, to... the commons, like the risks, the monopolies, the clues, the... Chess. I I would even put risk as slightly above the commons, but yes, uh, the, uh, the sorry life, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, ladders. I keep mentioning oh, chess. Chess is even a different caliber than that because it is still technically a board game, but chess checkers back in well, chess more than all the others is much more a strategy game than a lot of the other board games of that cal- of that class. Saying that I've actually played both Go and Othello, and they're actually wow. two various different games. Mm-hmm. Even though Othello is technically somebody's dumbed-down version of Go. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sorry. The closest I ever came to playing Go is I briefly read a manga about a kid <laughs> that plays Go. Ah, I'm yes. Go. Mm-hmm. Uh and then there's shogi, which is really weird chess. It's a form of chess. It's just it has very different rules. Um, I haven't played it, but I have watched a manga. Uh, watched an anime about it. Mm-hmm. I was about to say manga. Sorry. You watched the manga. 
Watch the mangers. It didn't do much. It just kind of sat there. <laughs> but but pro- I like to I like to talk about like cool board games like you know House on the Haunted Hill. House on the Haunted betrayal, Hill. Yes. Betrayal, yes. Both Betrayal, uh, House on the Hill, and also uh, Betrayal of Baldur's Gate. I yeah, actually yeah, like the Baldur's Gate one slightly better. Uh, House on the Hill is where Peter Akimoto comes from. Um, games like Fury of Dracula, Villainous. I've actually, like I've actually played the Bloodborne board game. Oh. It's actually really engaging. And does kind of capture the spirit of it um and i have seen people play uh twilight i have seen people play twilight imperium god that's i i've seen i've seen twilight imperium Uh, (laughs) um one of my friends has twilight imperium i'm intimidated by twilight imperium The the sad part is I'll, that I'll stick with my I'll stick with my risk and my uh and my uh, settlers of Catan. Thank you very much. God. Yeah, see, Catan was, uh, intimidates me a little bit, so I definitely have no place playing Twilight Imperium. Yeah, I, I I was a little bit intimidated with Catan, but after I started playing, and a few rounds later, I'm just like, oh, okay, this is fine. Yeah, I I played Catan. I had absolutely no idea about it, and then when I sat down and played, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty nice. Mm-hmm. I... See, my intimidation. My intimidation is based on the fact that I know literally nothing about it, and I've heard nothing about other than the fact it is a game that, on the short end, takes thirty-eight hours of uninterrupted play. It doesn't take that long. Mm. That takes about an hour or two. Yeah, I, I feel like that's like if you're using a lot of the expansions. Yeah. Um, hmm. but base Catan. Yeah, you could probably do a game in an hour or two. Oh, well, that's shorter than Monopoly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Considering Monopoly is usually a four-hour game. Yeah. Oof. And I've even played Star Trek Catan. That's fun. Oh, that sounds kind of, kind of nice. That sounds kind of nice. <laughs> and the other thing I really like, uh, kind of going veering off topic. But it's still in the still in the category of board games in, or tabletop games, in my opinion, mm-hmm. would be games like uh, yeah, it would be um, not necessarily like TCG CCG style card games, but more the games like um, Joking Hazard, like Cards Against Humanity, hey, or awesome. if you go or if you go the other direction, uh, games like Secret Hitler. I love Secret Hitler. Werewolves. I've never actually gotten to play One Night Ultimate Werewolf. I want really? it so bad. Oh, it's so much fun. It, right? I know. I've watched a lot of play. I know it would be so much fun. Although yeah, I also so- know I would uh, I would totally get the town drunk most oh, of the yeah. time. <laughs> As someone who played online uh, uh, forum-based mafia games for almost 10 years, it's, mm-hmm. it's so fun to actually get to watch people and try to figure it out. Um, oh yeah, Mafia too. Uh, Mafia, yeah. Mafia is another one. Uh, I've, I've unfortunately, um, rest in peace. Uh, one of my favorite uh, channels for Mafia and One Night Ultimate Werewolf was Just Kidding Party, uh, oh. which is just recently decided to shutter their party cha- channel. Oh. Um, but they, their Mafia games were legendary. They would get like twenty people mega games around the holidays. Damn. And it would just be intense. I definitely recommend going and watching. Their channel's still up. They, you go watch their archives. They just won't... They just won't uh, yeah, they won't be recording anymore to that channel. That's a shame. Yeah. It, it, uh, from what they were saying, they were going in... A, it, it started off as kind of a fun thing, a way to blow off steam, but it became too big of a focus, and that's not where the founders of JK wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, that triple segues over. <laughs> Back on to topic. So we've talked about tabletop games, and mm-hmm. uh, probably the biggest one that pe- probably a lot of people are going to be talking about is well, have you guys done anything like miniatures or pen and paper? Which the obvious resounding is at least for obviously. one of them. Obviously, yes. Yes. <laughs> 
Um, I I definitely played. Um, I spent a long time playing the phase one of X Wing and got a majority of the of the ships. <laughs> um, but when phase two came out and realized I had to buy either buy all new ships or buy these small expansion packs for the ships I already own, uh, I was just like I. I hate you, Fantasy Flight slash Disney slash LucasArts. That that sounds yeah, like Games that. Workshop. They Games Workshopped you on that. Well, yeah, Fantasy Flight Game Workshop does. That sucks. <laughs> it sucks. Um, uh. Yeah. Which is weird because I, I probably spent, over the course of that year, probably over $1,000 on those models. But that was over a year, so. $1,000 over yeah. a year. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty intense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was really into it. I was even into a few tur- uh, local tournaments and stuff. So yeah, it's um, not as bad yeah, as I loved it. I loved it. It was a fun game. It was Star Wars dogfighting. Oh yeah, What's not to love. Yeah, admittedly, like the miniature game that I played, this was years ago. Uh, BattleTech. But then again, I wasn't doing like the full squadrons it was just individual versus individual for me so i had the old lead figurine uh lead fi- uh figurines and this was back when i was super young mm. but now it's like battletech kind of still exists it just eh <laughs> cuz now you either have to special order the figurines hope to god uh you have a good rendi- a good uh thing for it because i think the actual company that owns it is steve jackson games and steve jackson has pretty much mothballed most pen and paper rpgs that they have now that sucks because they used to do gerps and i love gerps GURPS is not one of the mothballed ones. That's one of the few ones that's still going. Oh, okay, well. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing they didn't mothball that then, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Isn't Steve Jackson also the... Uh, they used to have, like, Toon? Uh, Isn't that Steve Jackson? Whoever did Toon... I'm going to have to bring something up now. Look it up! I thought it was Steve Jackson Games. Steve Jackson had a lot of properties because yeah no it is it is Steve Jackson Steve Jackson games really yeah hmm. yeah they had tune they had a bunch of different stuff like the, along those lines I think they were also um, they also had like a more D and D style one advanced hmm and really like the only one that really oh uh, what happened. I don't know. Nothing. Okay. We're all still here. Still okay. There. For a moment there, I it sound it looked like I wasn't even showing up, and it's like uh. probably weren't. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that's on your fault. Yeah, that's true. We're yeah. not cutting it out. Leave it in. Leave it in. <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, but no, I mean, Tune was another fun one. I had a lot of fun with. It's very, it, it's very tongue in cheek, but it's a lot of fun. I liked GURPS a lot because it just had all of that, you know, all the different types that you could just pick and choose and really have a customizable game. Um, and I really enjoyed it. They, we even found, like, a program that we can upload skills from other books and compendiums and just build these characters that are just out of this world. It was, you could pretty much do anything. It, it just allowed this huge amount of freedom in your creativity. So it was just so much, so much fun to play. Yeah, and I, I liked GURPS because, as its actual acronym stands for, the Generic Universal Role Playing System. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a lot of addendum books that added skills or various things, but it literally set everything up that it's like you don't need them. They're helpful for if you need a little assistance, but you can create your own system based off the GURPS. Mm-hmm. Which, well, that was yeah, that was literally the whole purpose of GURPS. Yeah. I yeah. know. Uh, I I never got into GURPS to that degree. I took a couple looks at it, and every time I did, I was like, um, this is actually more complicated than I was expecting. Because mm. it was a little, 
to try and build your own stuff, try and build your own world from scratch inside of GURPS could be a little daunting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, and then I immediately went and did that with Hero System, which is actually probably even harder. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, but Hero System was amazing. Uh, admittedly, like, I've played GURPS. I've played D&D. Technically, the latest version of D&D that I played was technically Pathfinder, which was... Yeah, Pathfinder. That was 3.5, was wasn't D&D. it? No, uh, no. Uh, Pathfinder is technically not official D and D. It's based heavily off of three point five. That's yeah. what I mean. Is that I know it's not official D and D, but yeah. I was trying yeah. to remember which version it was based off of. Yeah, I don't yeah, think 3. I've 5. ever played anything higher than three point five. I looked at four and five, and I was just like, oh, my head. So uh, four, honestly, four and five are not. Well, four is very much the way four actually plays out. It, it looks a lot more complicated than it is. It basically plays out like D&D MMO. Mm. Not like the actual D&D MMO, but like a, a tabletop system trying to be an MMO of D&D. Uh, if that makes sense. Okay. Yes, it does. Uh, <laughs> As you answer the no, question. But no, it also... Um, it also is more of a... It, it looks like you're going to have 53 trillion abilities, but it actually takes a more D3 approach to it. Oh, okay. Mm. You have all these abilities of which you have this many available at this time. Okay. Nice. So it's actually not as crazy as it looks. And the power scale from what I've had a chance to see doesn't seem too terribly crazy. Plus, it has like more of a quote-unquote roles system but that's because it's D&D the MMO except not the actual D&D MMO hmm. so you have an actual tank style class that has actual tank style buffs and taunts it's oh. it's different also, and then 5e and then 5e is actually once you get used to the concept of all men must die it, it because that's what it feels like pretty much all the time you're playing it. But it actually does balance super crazy good. Hmm. Also, I do have to remind myself a little bit. No, Battletech was never owned by Steve Jackson. It was owned by yeah. Fossa, who wow. was technically acquired by WizKids. And basically they stopped doing the actual tabletop roughly around 2007-ish. Hmm. Hmm. Good job on catching that. Yeah, I wanted to correct myself on that. So Leave it in! But, uh, then it's like, I'm pretty sure all of us have played at least some of the more oddball table, uh, like, pen and paper RPGs. Uh, well, yeah, I mentioned a... Tune earlier. <laughs> yeah. Tune. There's a, there's a system, I forgot exactly what it's called, but it's based on a triangular, like, three, uh, I'll try, it was Tristat system. It was called a Tristat system. And mm-hmm. I played a Sailor, a Sailor Moon RPG, which I actually still have the rule book for. Huh. And, uh, what, would this point. system be called Big Eyes, Small Mouth? It was based on that, yes. Okay. Same system. Ugh, Besom. <laughs> so, yeah. Otaku that's... Rejoice. Never, never got to here. play it. I own the source book, and I've read that source book front to cover constantly. Made characters for it. Never got around to finding people to play that RPG system. Um, mostly because this was still during the time where uh, uh, it was so wa- weird. You had uh, you had to get people to join you physically. Right, and it was still like during an age where that kind of a uh, thing was not really. Lo- I mean, right now it'd probably be easier to find a group. But, uh, <laughs> speaking well, of, you probably still can. I'm sure, but. Back uh, then, no, not really much though. No, I'm I'm doing a BESM campaign right now. Oh, so you are. See, there you go. But I'm using the fourth edition, and it sounds like this was either. This sounds like oh, it was God, I, I third edition. This book back in 1998. Probably yeah. first one. Like like at our galaxy no. here. No, uh, <laughs> first edition. Would be first? No, because the tri- uh, first edition was based off of like uh, D20. Really? Yeah. 
Because I have all four core books of BESM. Of course you do. <laughs> it's because I was a Kickstarter. That's because you're a pervert. A what? Got it, you. Um, <laughs> I don't know uh, what I'm out, saying. It came Honestly, out that... November 30th, 1999. Okay. Honestly, I don't know what I'm what I'm accusing you of. There's no and there's no Mecca in Besom. You can. Oh, there okay. you go. So I was right. <laughs> but no, apparently it did use the tristat system. But like when I looked it over, that it mentioned a lot of like using D twenty stuff. Oh, so yeah. it was probably a hybrid D twenty system. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh wait, no. The ver okay. There was a version adapted to the D twenty system published in two thousand three. That's probably the one that I found. Yeah, that's got to be the one you're thinking of. I was going to say, 98 seems, sounds a little early for D20 anyways. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I. it's interesting on how to handle that system. Yeah, again, never played it. I wish I did. I wish I got the chance to do that, but no. Well, never came around. well tonight you can, because what you didn't know... No, I'm joking. <laughs> Is that you have an entire group waiting for you outside right now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. uh, in this case, uh, the publisher is White Wolf for BESM. Really? Uh, yeah, and that was bad. Uh, they they were doing the publishing for the third edition, which is back in two thousand seven. But they're all doing it. White Wolf of all people. Yeah, I mean, I could see, I could see wizards. They'll they'll grab anything. They don't have, they have no shame nowadays. No shame. They'll no publish shame. anything. But White Wolf, man, you guys have standards. Well, I thought you did. Yeah. Well, in this case, it sounds like uh, whatever happened to tr when they were trying to do fourth edition, White mm -hmm. Wolf had to pull out due to various reasons. Hmm. And they don't state the reason why. Right. Well, they um, said various. Yeah. But um, that can actually lead into the next part, which is everything done by White Wolf. <laughs> the world of darkness. And it literally was. I think still I still is. I, I, yeah, still is. Uh, I've played out of the Vampire, the, the, the Masquerade book, and I had other people play, you know, we each of us had our own book, and we made each of us had a character from each of the books. Yep. Uh, it, and that's just the way it was, and that's just a lot of information to absorb for that one character, but hey, that's just the way you gotta do it. Yeah, uh, I was it, part I of a was, campaign like that, it was crazy. So you got the World of Darkness base core book, you had Vampire the Masquerade, uh, werewolf the hunt. What was it? Werewolf the reckoning. No. Reckoning. no. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, the reckoning. Um, you uh, had... Made the ascension. No. The ascension. Uh, ah, here we go. Uh, we had Vampire the Masquerade, Werewolf oh, the Apocalypse. To... Apocalypse. That's what it was. Uh, uh, wait, are you looking at Old World of Darkness, New World of Darkness? I'm looking at the Wikipedia article. New New World of Darkness. This would be old slash. Uh, there we go. Vampire the Masquerade, Kindred of the... Okay, blah, blah, blah. Werewolf the Apocalypse, Maze the Ascension, Wraith the Oblivion, Changeling the Dreaming, Hunter the Reckoning, uh, Mummy the Resurrection, Demon the Fallen. Kindred of the East and Orpheus. Um, the, one, uh, the one that I played was Werewolf. I wanted to play Mage, to be honest. Mm -hmm. um, so... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Continue. I shut up. Because it looks like the updated version, it went to Vampire Requiem, Werewolf Forsaken, Mage Awakening, Promethean? Yeah, Promethean the Created, Changeling the Laws. Promethean is Promethean is basically um, any created human. So basically, Frankenstein's, uh, Frankenstein's monster is a good example. Oh, uh, let's see. Gus is another fun one, but so I've played, uh, I played Old World of Darkness Vampire, I played Old World of Darkness Werewolf, and I've played New World of Darkness as uh, 
Mage the Awakening uh, as in as um, innocence uh, in an innocence campaign, mm-hmm. uh, which is literally just normal hu- uh, children, mm-hmm. literally children. Mm. And also, I played a uh, changing breed, mm. a change or not changeling, excuse me, a changing breed. So basically, not werewolf, but other lichen. Ah, yeah. Um, admittedly, the werewolf campaign that I did, since this was classic, uh, I started out as actually a were spider, but due to various mm. reasons. Okay. Well, let's just say this. The DM hated my guts. And even though he said that nobody knows that you can transform into stuff, every time he got the chance, he would always have NPCs, like, like use bug spray on me. Mm. And we're talking, like, walking down the street. All of a sudden, somebody would spray me with bug spray. Yeah, that sounds like somebody that didn't like you very much. Yeah. And even when I switched to an actual werewolf werewolf... He still hated on me, so there was that thing. Yeah. Jesus Christ. But I, I actually did like Werewolf from what I played of it. Mm-hmm. I like I like the uh, history of Vampire the Masquerade. Um, <laughs> that just um, I try to create a character that was like a scholar, uh, mm-hmm. and um, the uh, DM. I guess maybe, yeah, we just don't have a good DM, uh, game master, you know, and the game master just, like, didn't play to any of my strengths, so I was, I was like, I wasn't the strongest vampire, but I had a whole bunch of other skills that would be helpful, but I was never put in a position to use those skills, so I just felt like always getting beaten on all the time, mm. uh, while everyone else was just like, rah, and I'm all like, well, I can't really <laughs> get involved in this. So the challenge with World of Darkness, from what I've seen in my experiences, is World of Darkness, it's built around playing a lot more than a hack and slash. It's built around a very social intrigue, research, exactly. type of game. That's right. the way it's supposed to work. And if you try and force it to be hack and slash, it is a mess. It is a mess, and I did not like it, and that's why I ended up stopped playing. Uh, but I really like I like I would like to play that new uh, Vampire Masquerade game. I'm not sure if it's out yet, but I want to give that a go because just the whole concept of that role playing game. I wish I could go back to it and play it with a with a competent game master. So that yeah. we can actually have some fun with it. Well, well, well. Did you know? Well, no, I'll plug later. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I have a plug for for World of Darkness, but I'll plug later. Okay. Uh, we could probably sneak in due to the whole like feel of White Wolf's World of Darkness and go Call of Cthulhu. Hoo hoo. Hoo hoo. I've actually, unfortunately, never gotten the chance to play, and although that is on my short list of games I want to. <laughs> I technically have the latest edition. Which is sixth edition, ah. and I've only played it once as the DM. That was ah. my first attempt at trying to DM something. And how'd that go? Shittily, because I was like <laughs> trying to figure out how to do how to do stuff, how to roll. We, we this was just me, Eddie, and two other people, and we all kind of like. Halfway through, it's like, I mm, gave up on the campaign. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. th- this was back in high school again. High school. Even though I had read through, uh, like, I had read through everything, I thought I had an understanding. And uh, since I kind of had an understanding and nobody else did, it was blind leading the blind situation. Uh-huh. That's always fun. So, I, I would love to try it again, but I'd have to find my copy of the book. I'd have to do uh, write-up campaigns, because Lovecraft uh, mythos, you really want to get everything ready so that it... Because the entire purpose of Call of Cthulhu is avoid 
any type of encounter, mm -hmm. especially combat, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. that's a losing situation. In yeah, Lovecraft. pretty much at that point, you are you you're going to you're either going to lose or you're going to lose terribly. Yeah, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You will lose. So we're speaking about White Wolf here. Um, mm -hmm. I just looked it up real quick just because I was interested in looking into it again. Apparently, there is a new edition of BESM coming out uh, when uh, the publishing company went into a licensing agreement with White Wolf. Oh, produce that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, it back into? Because that's what he was saying earlier, is that it was into, and then it fell apart. Huh. Nope, it's, it was sent to the printer last month. It's oh. It's going to have a worldwide release in the, mid, mid this year. <laughs> Maybe they reconcil uh, reconciled. It looks like they did, because okay. it's already printed. they're already printing this stuff out now. So, that's, well, I'll be getting a physical copy, and it'll have a White Wolf stamp on it. I think I will too because I'm actually I really would like to try this system because uh, I still have that Sailor Moon. <laughs> uh, I really I, want to try. I can give you a copy of the PDFs, uh... <laughs> or I can tell you where you can buy a copy of the PDF. I will find it. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah. There's a couple of ones that I'd love to have tried, but I've never gotten around to doing them for mm -hmm. pen and paper, which is Cyberpunk 2024 and slash or... Oh, God, what's it called? Shadowrun. Oh, I've heard of Shadowrun. Oh, yeah, I've done Shadowrun as well. That one is... That one's a little bit more challenging to play, but quite fun. Damn. It's like D&D in &D contemporary world. It's kind of weird. Uh, it's a little bit more challenging than that. Yeah, I know. It's just a basic overview of what it is. Although, in fairness, I think part of that might also be because I was trying to play a more World of darkness kind of character. Mm -hmm. So I was a Technomancer with pretty Ooh. much no combat stats. Ooh. Oh, that's bad. So pretty much all of my my actual stats were all around hacking and uh, deep and uh, full dive stuff, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. was a lot of fun, but didn't do me much good for my physical body, which is kind of was just, just kind of slumped wherever I was at. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, hey, Shadowrun was FASA, but who took it over? Because I know that they released a new edition like last year. Yeah, I don't remember who took it over. Um. But that was the version that I was actually, uh, me and my local um, tabletop group were playing, was the new version. Mm -hmm. uh, Catalyst Game Labs, I think. If I'm, read if I'm reading Wikipedia correctly. Mm -hmm. That could be. So... But yeah, I I really wish I could have played uh, could play Shadowrun because being a decker, oh god, that that sounded so fun. Um, and admittedly, like the whole, uh, the factor that like uh, Shadowrun has gotten like game adaptions and mm -hmm. a shit ton of books. Good God, there's so many books. Um, and if people go like, wait, Cyberpunk 2024, that sounds like Cyberpunk 2077. Well, yeah, that's because 2077 is a sequel to 2024. Awkward silence. silence. Yeah. But oh. yeah, so honestly, Shadowrun, it is a lot of fun. It's it, it's one of those where you definitely have to get your uh, the right kind of group for. Mm -hmm. um, it, you really can't have just like an any party murder hobo fest. <laughs> Although you can, it won't last long. Right. Yeah, it, it would not last long. Uh, speaking of games, though, that we've always wanted to play, 
there's one that we have definitely not mentioned that I don't know. I've never known anyone who's actually played it. I've just known people who wanted to play it, which is Paranoia. Oh, God. Paranoia. God, I would love to do a campaign of Paranoia. So for those who don't know, Paranoia is a game where you are one of six clones of yourself and are require you are on a mission to do something great for the great computer except that everyone on your team is after you and against you they are all they are all evil and vicious and vile beings <laughs> uh let's see do we want the wikipedia uh blurb for it sure Okay, Paranoia is a humorous role-playing game set in a dystopian future simpler, uh, blech, similar to 1984, Brave New World, Logan's Run, and THX 1138. However, the tone of the game is rife with black humor, frequent tongue-in-cheek rather than dark and heavy. Most of the game's humor is derived from the player's usually futile attempts to complete their assignment, while simultaneously adhering to the computer's arbitrary, contradictory, and often nonsensical security directives. Yep. The computer says, and therefore, that's what happens. How dare you question the computer? The computer said never to question the computer. <laughs> Are you questioning the computer? What, uh, what is your security clearance? Mauve? Oh, you need mauve. No, blue is higher than mauve today. You did not read what <laughs> friend computer said. But I have violet in the next two minutes. Well, unfortunately, that's two minutes from now. <laughs> Yeah. Your clearance is invalid. <laughs> uh, it, it's exciting. It, it and and then you and then literally part of the game is your character will die. That's why you're one of six. Your character will die and be replaced by the next one in line. And let's see. Oh, wow, there was a version called Red Clearance that they had tried to do a Kickstarter back in 2014, but apparently it did get through, and supposedly that it was fun. Uh, it was supposed to be for last, uh, like 2018 or 2019 release. Um... I know that uh, apparently Paranoia actually did get a video game mm -hmm. uh, called Happiness is Mandatory, which, yeah, that's a very, very straight up forward version of how to approach the game. Um. Definitely would like to do a game of Paranoia, but as stated, you need six people. You have to have six people. That's going to be hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can get a little tough. Uh, I, I think we finally pushed it off enough. We should probably talk about the big boy in the room. Mm -hmm. the, the Dragons of Dungeons? The Dragons in Dungeons. Ah. Uh. Well, Dungeons so and Dragons we, was we how mentioned I was introduced it to the whole thing, so you know. I yeah, we mentioned it earlier, briefly, uh, uh, for a little bit, because yeah. we talked about 4E being uh, MMO land and 5E being uh, super very carefully balanced, but also feeling like you're always tight walking, tight rope walking over a ravine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I was introduced to the series. Uh, with AD and D, and I actually owned a, a player's handbook back in the day for AD and D. Um, mm. And then when third edition came out, we all switched and got new books. And, oh, just third edition was a breath of fresh air, and we played the hell out of 3.0. God, and I, then, and that was like the last time. Like even when I started playing D and D a few uh, a few years, excuse me, a few years ago. Uh, we just used 3.5 and 3.0 because it was just we were just more comfortable with that. Yeah. Oh. Which don't get me wrong, 3.0 and 3.5 are amazing, and they are still 
uh, of all se- of all series of all editions, they're still my favorite because of the absolute limitless growth uh, in every single possible direction. Right. My I'm the the character I always go back to as my shining example of just how much you can do with a character in th- in third ed was um, she started out as a sorceress who became an exalted arcanist. So she started picking up holy magic. Uh, and then she became a bonded summoner. So she used to ride into combat on the shoulders of a, on the shoulder of a 12 foot tall earth elemental. Oh, hello. <laughs> it's, it's good fun. And that's like, that's literally one character out of a near infinite combination, possible, uh, possible combinations. Okay. Especially because, I mean, at that point, we're talking, um, so that's the core book. That's the Book of Exalted Deeds. Mm-hmm. And I don't remember where Bonded Summoner came from, actually. Tome of Battle, maybe? Oh. Hmm. I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. Oh, no, I'm actually going to look that up now, because now that's bothering me. Yeah. <laughs> Admittedly, like the versions that I've played was miniatures handbook. Miniatures, okay. Okay. Anyways, sorry. Uh, yeah. All my books and supplements are from three point and three point five. I have a supplement for Ravenloft. (laughs) Ravenloft. I have supplement for Diablo two. Good God. Yeah, they actually had a a a three point supplement book to do a campaign. Uh, making classes and abilities and skills based off of all the Diablo two stuff. And you That's okay. I have a I have a supplement book for Eorzea in five E. <laughs> really, Eorzea? Uh huh. I've played Dark Knight. I've played White Mage. I've played Red Mage. Uh, I've played. I haven't played Machinist yet. I was going to. I want to try that now. I've actually played Dragoon, and it's very entertaining. Oh, I'm sure. Now I kind of want to play that. That's kind of fun. Hmm. I guess you're going to have to play 5th edition. Uh, oh, don't make me do I guess I have no choice. Ah. <laughs> All right, you talked me into it. Um, I twisted your arm sufficiently. Yep, pretty much. You throw a Final Fantasy supplement into that, yep, I have no choice. I have to do it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's, it's mandatory at this point. It's mandatory now, yep. Oh, jeez. D&D. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, my my own story. I similar to yours. I started in AD&D. Mm-hmm. Um my very first cleric. Um not quite my last, but pretty close to it. <laughs> but no, that that was also that was also when I learned um I learned three very important les- lessons in that episode or in that in that story. Oh. Um one was just because you got a cool sounding item doesn't mean that it's going to do what you need it to. That is very true. <laughs> Two is you should never swing the wand of wonder and just keep spamming effects hoping for something useful. Oof. Yeah, that's a bad idea. And three is if you are stupid enough to do both one and two, don't do so while riding in a minecart that is careening out of control. <laughs> I accidentally fleshed a stone to myself. Ooh. And then crashed. Oh. And I was the cleric. Ouch. Oops. Ooh, that sucks. Oops. <laughs> well. That's how, that's how I would feel. That's how my first character died. <laughs> I don't even remember your name, but you were a dwarven cleric of Timora. One of my favorite characters, I had two of them, but one of them was an NPC for the longest time. I don't think I think I don't think I ever got to play him as a PC, mm. but it was a cleric that had multiple personality disorder. Oh boy! Oh wow! And when he actually switched personalities, he switched deities. Oh, oh shit! So his spell. So each of the personalities, change. each of the personalities had their own uh, had their own deity and their own spell set. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's 
that's actually really freaking cool. It w- yeah, it was. Ooh. And the, the 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 two dominant ones was of course the one that had uh, uh, Pelor uh, as of course his deity, and the other one was of course Nerul. So those were the two dominant personalities. Um, so of course there's life and protection, and then there's death and destruction. So those were the two dominant ones. Uh, and then, of course, there's like a bunch of lesser ones that could pop up every once in a while. But, oh, my God, it would frustrate the characters because the characters that I had in that game did not have a cleric. So I was like, fuck it, I'll have to make a cleric. But because they were because of their indecision to, to make sure that they had a proper healing class with them, I didn't make it easy for them. And it became one of my most favorite characters. Um, so anytime that he was under stress, he had to do a mental check roll. He failed that roll. <laughs> Let the good times roll. <laughs> they would have Roll-y somebody. They would, they would have somebody it's there. That would, <laughs> have somebody there to heal them, and then it's all of a sudden switches over. Like I'm not helping you. Screw you. And if I do help <laughs> you, it's gonna be cause wounds. <laughs> oh god! So I was like, fuck. <laughs> so yeah, it was. <laughs> I wish I could play that as an actual character. Maybe one day. Um, and the other character was, uh, um, I was playing Final Fantasy Tactics at the time. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I said, hey, um, I want to try uh, creating a class. So the DM like, and I literally looked up what we could at the time, um, how to create a class in 3.0. Mm-hmm. And we created the Holy Knight class from <gasps> Final Fantasy Tactics. As an Agrias? Uh-huh, exactly. I still have that, those pa- that paperwork for it, too. Nice, um, nice. And uh, and uh, then I made one later for Dark Knight, and uh, but yeah, I actually made a Holy Knight so that I could actually start use I could use the skills from tactics, and uh, so it, and it wasn't as restrictive as a paladin because I liked being you know paladin, but man, being a law trying to be lawful good when you're like 13, 14 years old is kind of difficult. So yeah. I, <laughs> So being a neutral, good, uh, holy knight made things so much easier. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I could use skills from tactics. Uh, so we were able to, to, to balance it pretty well and um, love the character I made with it. So I played that character the longest out of all of my characters, I think. And um, I still have the supplement. I actually ran into it when I moved recently. Nice. Uh, found all the paperwork and, and included the holy knight stuff. I was like, oh, thank God. I thought I lost this shit forever. Nope, still got it. As, a, as well as the Dark Knight one I made much later on when I was just like, hey, you know what? If I have a Holy Knight, might as well make a Dark Knight. Why not? Hmm. So, yeah. So that, I, that, I love those characters. And I think I made a... Because uh, a, uh, then uh, I started watching anim- much more anime and then Vampire Hunter D I got into. So I made a, uh, a, a Dunpeel race based off of Vampire Hunter D. I still have that, too. Oh, wow. Yeah, I I went... I loved 3.0 and 3.5. Lots of the stuff I created was based off of that, so... It was good stuff. I love it. I I would not mind trying 5. If 5 has a a Eorzea compendium, gotta try it. Gotta try it. Gotta get it to go. It's good. It's good stuff. For all time's sake. Uh, what, what we need, what we need here in tu- in Tucson, uh, slash Phoenix, uh, slash whatever wherever in Arizona we can is a gamer bar. And uh, uh, technically, we have round one. Does that count? Not necessarily. We can't really tabletop there unless we rent one of their party rooms. And true. So, but like, I mean, an actual bar where you can game. And I had uh, when I went to uh, to Spokane, Washington for Christmas and New Year's. Mm-hmm. They actually have one there, and all of their drinks they make their drinks there. It's their own brewery that they have in the back, and they actually have stuff like my favorite one to drink there was literally uh, uh, Fame and Glory, uh, no Fortune and Glory. Sorry, it was called Fortune and Glory, and it was like a gold lager, so good. Um, but you could also play games and board game, and they had games there, but people bring their own, and they can also tabletop there. So uh, we need one of those here. 
We need one of those here. Fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll tell you what. You get you get a near infinite amount of money, and we will make our own. All right, give me five years. Oh. <laughs> Start the clock. Start the clock. Start the clock. Uh, I I guess there's one topic we should probably address. Probably. Is uh -oh. has there been a any type of tabletop game, or like either specifics or just a in general, that we did not like when we encountered it. Oof. Yes. Oh. Oh, boy. I blocked it from memory, so it'll take me a moment. It'll take me a little bit of research <laughs> to find it again. But it was... It was... Oh! Anima. Oh. Oh. Uh, Anima. Because it looks... On the surface, it looks so cool. Until you dive in and you realize you need a theoretical mathematics master to be able to understand the numbers. And that's terrible because I have an anima card game and it's just as confusing. Uh, yeah, it's, it's no problem. <laughs> like, yeah, when, you, when you have to download an app and plug in the results into the app to tell you what's going on, I mean, don't get me wrong. There, there are people who are like, oh, but Thacko is the worst. Thacko was at least easy to understand. It was still a straightforward, you roll this, you, add, you factor this, this is your result. Is That's this over or under zero? There's That's, your Right. This is starting to sound like a 40K RPG version. Like it's it, into, it's like, like It has to be exactly, exactly pointed out. Don't tip over the monitor. You've got to get it exactly. Are you in the proper range? Whoa, don't whoa. Considering that have a little fun with the game for Christ's sake. Considering that I actually heard that Anima did have a miniature and it was actually the most liked out of all of them. Oh god. And that's not saying much. Yeah. <laughs> um I I will be upfront. I don't like forty K at all. I'm not a fan. Nope. I'm not a fan. Some it, of the stories, some of the stories and uh, move, uh, animated features I've watched, and some of the books and some of the video games I've played, are actually kind of fun. Lore-wise, I'm okay. I'm okay the, with the lore. Yeah, Just... the lore is actually really good stuff. I would read that all day long. The actual miniature tabletop, uh, no thank you. I yeah, tried like it, the... I tried it, and it's just not for me. Considering that. Every time it was like, oh, you you want to get into it? Get the, uh, like you have to select your chapter book. Yeah. You have to get roughly about maybe upwards of four hundred dollars of miniatures. How about <laughs> and that's just for that year. At least with Star Wars, and there's also a Star Trek one too. But at least with Star Wars, mm -hmm. you could buy three or four ships at 15 12 bucks a pop and you are ready to go that four hundred dollars just to get an our starter army is freaking ridiculous yeah and then the fact and that you, and you can't use them until you paint them i, I found that out recently too is yeah that you can't if you buy an army you have to paint it if it's not painted they won't accept it because it's not permanent rules screw you Given the fact that, like, some of the people at work, they play with unpainted, but everything is technically unsan unsanctioned. Yeah, and they're like... Sanctioned, it will, they, won't, they won't let you get away with that. And it's the fact that it's like, 40k, I'm okay with the lore. I like reading about various things, but it's like, when you read about, like, everything that has to be done, you're like, dear God... Dear God Almighty. I have to spend, like, roughly about a week before I can even just see if I can play against somebody. Yeah, yeah and, that's, and that's just to hit the entry bar, at which point you're still playing against people who have been devoting hundreds of dollars a year for 10, 20 years. Your, your entry bar... Just hitting that is not going to get you any actual amount of entertaining gameplay. 
Nope. And so immediately you've just wasted that $400 and that time spent painting and, and, and to even get to that point. The entry level is too damn high. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no casual interest level. Yeah. It's immediately you must plunk down what for some people is an entire paycheck. No, that's yeah. ridiculous. No there are two types of uh, of gamers that I'm not really fine, fond of, um, and it doesn't cover everyone. But like hmm. like career, that like people who have played for like ten plus years and are extremely strict. Uh, the type is like I don't like magic players that are extremely hey. stream. No, no, I'm not all of them. I just stated that. <laughs> I used to be a DCI judge, and you know it. So I know. I have to feel and you know. And you know how how difficult magic players can get. Oh yeah, and, no, and it's annoying. Especially when it's especially when it's you know competitive, and it's oh, like, yeah. well, well, that entered the stack first. So technically, you're you you have to wait until after my thing resolves. Right. Yeah. So I rule the rule seven B. God. Yeah, hate that, and of course, forty k Warhammer people. Um, because everyone I've met is just, ugh. and maybe it's just the wrong crowd, but that's just the way that it's for both of those type of fandoms. It's just so difficult to get to get into it, just because they're just so so like fevered. I think that's a good <laughs> word to explain it. There's there, it's just re- hard to just even be enjoying it. All right, are you Let sure you're not trying to say festered? No, no. Fevered. I'm pretty sure that's. I'm using the right word for that. I, I, I mean, I believe where the direction you're trying to go while using a different word would be zealous. That's the. That's better. Okay, word. there that's we go. Better. Zealous. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Possibly zealous. even overzealous. Overzealous. Exactly. Um, yeah. An abundance of zealotry. <laughs> An overabundance of overzealotry. <laughs> That is a lot of over. That, that's a lot of over, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's over. That's game, over. That's game over for me. That's that. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't deal. I can't deal. Game that's, over, man. I'm immediately cut off with that type of. Uh, I have other things to do. I, other, 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 other uh, vices that I could uh, I could satisfy without having to put myself up with that kind of shit. Well, plus, and let's let's be honest. Um, unless you're playing limited format. Magic. If you're playing like a, a legacy format, Matt, you you need that once again. You have to have such a high entry fee right. to join that world because to have a deck that's going to be uh, competitive, you're looking at a minimum of around one thousand five hundred two hundred, depending on the type of playstyle you're going for. Mm-hmm. Like I build my own decks out of cards that I've had literally for years. Mm-hmm. And I can't come up with a truly competitive deck because the cards that I don't have, the holes in my in my strategies are like fifty dollars for that card, a hundred dollars for that card. No, I'm sorry, that's not going to happen. I miss the days of Tempest where I can just go and buy random cards at a store and just put them in a deck and just enjoy the damn game. <laughs> yeah, right. Or, or my 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 um my heyday was um the Urza Saga. Yeah, I, I think Tempest is when I got introduced to, and then Urza Saga and Urza's Legacy is when I really, really started to go really deep into it. Because I was in, I was introduced right just about the time that Ice Age was hitting. And I, but my, my first tournament and my, like my, my tournament deck that I still uh, keep a modified version of that deck around is my ultimate legacy deck is actually an old Urza Saga deck is actually the plague deck from Urza Saga, but heavily modified because you take, you take plague deck uh, and then you have uh, creatures of protection from black Mm -hmm. and you have worship. And uh, the then you win. COPs. Well, not even not even COP. The creatures that with innate protection. Oh yeah, that's right. So angel of grace, voice of grace. So right. you have cre- creatures that are immune to black damage, 
You have Pestilence, which pumps out constant black damage. You have Urza's Armor, which takes all that Pestilence damage and negates it to zero. And you have Worship. As long as you control a creature, you can't be defeated. Yeah. Oh, boy. I actually played someone again. I played, someone had a mono black vampire deck and swore up and down that it was the best deck that was ever created. No one had ever defeated him and no one ever would. And I said, oh, okay. And I faced him with that deck. And then he lost and cried. I have a two-syllable word that will send shivers up your spine. What's that? Slivers. Mm, that's not shivers. That's I just got the ASMR tingles. <laughs> I love slivers. I love sliver decks. Slivers. I, I actually, uh, a person that actually works at the store that I frequent around here, uh, who also went to high school with me, um, he the biggest thing he wanted to do, especially in high school, was build a sliver deck, and he actually was able to, to mm-hmm. do that. Hmm. Well, that you guys was, know that uh, thing you, was nasty. You guys know my. You guys that. know my DM. Uh, you guys know him as Moogie. No. Uh, Moogie Doe. But um, he um, he actually has a uh, rainbow deck, uh, rainbow, rainbow sliver deck, sliver deck? and he, that thing is <laughs> vicious. It has it has a couple. It has I think three or four different means of generating sliver tokens out of artifact. Uh, it has, of course, a good a variety of different code work uh, slivers. It has a queen. It has a horde. Um, it, it's just it's it's all over the place and it's glorious Ooh. actually and the best part is uh, uh him his sister and me we started all playing um commander format oh, yeah. and he uh he had built his deck around uh the queen as his commander so even if you kill his queen she comes back oh boy well, because the rules of commander format is your commander must be a legendary, mm-hmm. and every color that is used in your deck must be represented in your commander. So he had to use either the queen or the horde. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, boy. One of the two. <laughs> anyway, we're going down a rabbit hole on that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Cause we are going now. That's TCG. That's a little different than tabletop. It's yeah. Still I is, mean, it's still yeah, played it on a tabletop. Yeah. but And I would like to point out uh, when I started playing Magic, it was a CCG. Ah ha ha! Ah I think it probably was when I did it too. Uh, all I know yeah, is it was car- around. It was around I, late Urza's when they yeah. changed it over to being a TCG. Yeah. Yeah, but, Tempest and Shadows, man. Shadows. Features and shit. But no. Ah. Uh, uh, uh yeah, there there's a lot we can talk about. God. Oh yeah, there's easily to- to- there's easily topic enough for at least two or three more of these streams. Oh yeah, yeah especially since we've even gotten into board games, we barely touched board games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, barely touched uh, card games. So that that's a topic for another day, I guess. But we definitely leaned heavily into some of the miniature stuff as well as a lot of the RPG tabletop of pen and paper. Yeah. Oh yeah. And we still technically have more we can talk about there. Oh, God, yes, of course. <laughs> so this is definitely a topic that's worth coming back to. Yay! So, so yeah, part one. Part one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and in that case, uh, like, that's our experiences with a lot of different tabletop gaming. Mm-hmm. God, uh... I still can't get my head around 40k, especially Games Workshop, and it's it's model for this is how you do stuff. I'm like, no, no, that that no, that's not how you do it. No, no, that's not how you do a good <laughs> version of it. Right. But uh, it, as such, I it's it's got a fan base. Can't it does. Can't it does. It, it's got people who invested a lot of time and a lot of money into it. It does, it does. And yet, Games Workshop is still constantly in the red. Don't know why, you know. don't know how. Well, yeah, because with that high... It's 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 the simple economics of supply and demand. If you're demanding $400, I don't care what your supply is, the supply of people who are willing to pay that is going to be low. Anyway, we should, we, we should probably stop here. 
before we get okay. on the ranting. Before we start going on another rant. <laughs> Yay, rant! Woo! So, oh, one, more, one last thing. One last thing. Uh, I said I was going to save this till later. I do want to do a plug. I have friends who are doing a tabletop streaming every Monday. They actually are rotating between three systems, uh, two of which we mentioned tonight, D&D 5th Edition and World of Darkness, specifically Hunter the Vigil. Uh, and they are also doing a third one we did not mention tonight, which is Starfinder, uh, oh, which is yeah. which like is also Pathfinder in space. It kind of <laughs> reminds me of the Spelljammer compendium for D and A D and D. Exactly, very yeah, similar, so. uh, only less Gethyanki. Ah, gotcha. So I would strongly recommend uh, if you want to learn more about those systems, you want to see some. Uh, decently cool people hanging out and having fun and playing those games. You can go over and check them out. Twitch.tv slash MMMcast. Yeah. Definitely check them out. And there's our plug for today. There's our plug. (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. I'm just one of, I'm just friends with almost every single person on that stream. So, and one of their, uh, and one of their um, moderators. Say no more. Say no more. <laughs> yeah. So Wings are good as not to, to a blind man. Indeed. As if such, I could say that phrase right, that'd be better. So, as such, thanks for joining us. Uh, join us next time for whenever, whatever we were talking about. And all over the map. All over the map. Probably. Yep. I'll be here, so we'll definitely be all over the map. <laughs> <laughs> but. I hope you enjoy whatever it is you're doing after this or whenever you're listening to this. And be uh, be sure to check out the streams, whether it's the plugged one or ours, the other podcast, the FRG podcast. Weekly. Um, yep. As Hash- well. our, um, Asterisk half of the weekly. Possibly slightly less weekly at this time of year, but nonetheless. Yeah. Uh, and as such, I hope everybody has a great rest of your day. Mm, Later, everybody. Bye. Bye!